Welcome back to the Reality Served Real podcast. We're your hosts, Christina, Abby, and Michelle. And today we're coming to you with a jam-packed episode, honestly. We're talking about the Bachelorette finale, parts one and part two. And we are also talking about the FBoy Island finale. So one of the biggest things, not one of the biggest things, actually, not at all. But one of the things that I really didn't like about um the way that they did the part one and two of the finale is first of all like it did not need to be five hours long like that is so excessive first of all but also it was five hours long for the finale and um we had a rose ceremony we had the final three rose ceremony um with for rachel and we had this like live segment that they had and so we had all this stuff before we even get to the one-on-one dates and so I mean that definitely could have been in another week for sure I don't I I don't know I it didn't need to be five hours long and I really didn't like that it was two weeks instead of back-to-back nights if they're gonna make it a two-part finale then they could have at least given it to us back-to-back I didn't I didn't really like that we had to wait um a week for that yeah is it just different this time because there were two I think so. I haven't watched it in a couple seasons, so I don't remember it being, I don't know. I just thought the whole ordeal was a shit show. I, it really was a shit show for sure. Um, but yeah, I think that that's why it was longer is because of the two bachelorettes. And I think that that's why fantasy suites was longer too, because we had fantasy suites this time in two parts as well. And so I'm guessing that like, just so that we can get to know the guys and like, what happened and everything that's why we're getting these episodes extended um okay so I have a lot of thoughts on this but I'm just gonna start off with how the episode started with the final three row ceremony we have um Zach we saw at the end of the last episode that he's asking it to um speak with Rachel and he says that in the fantasy suites he didn't feel like he was really um seeing the real Rachel that he was seeing bachelorette Rachel and um Zach ends up telling Rachel that he feels like he it's his time to go that he needs to go obviously it was pretty clear that he wasn't getting the rose anyway so I didn't really like it that he took himself out of the equation um, knowing that he was going to get eliminated anyways because I feel like that kind of like took power away from her that is rightfully hers as the, as the lead. But um, I understand why in that moment, in that conversation, he also felt like there was no point of standing through a rose ceremony because their relationship was over. Yeah, he was like very rocked by whatever happened in that room, which I still don't understand what went wrong there. Um, so I, I I agree. I don't really necessarily like that he left, but you could tell like he had been stewing on this for days. I don't know how many days it was. Did they say how many days it was? I don't know. They don't. I, I don't think that they said, but I, I I'm guessing that it was anywhere from two days to a week. I, I guess I'm not really yeah. sure what what the fantasy suite Oh, he was the last fantasy suite. So since he was the last fantasy suite, it was probably only a couple days. 
it seemed like he'd been stewing on it for the entire time. So I think he just realized like, however she was acting or whatever she said, I don't know if it was like her saying, are you sure you're ready? Cause you're worried about the age. She was worried about the age or whatever. I don't know. I was scared that he brought up like we were talking about like politics and religion and then all of a sudden like what was it what what was it yeah when he first said that I was like oh they got into a fight about like politics is or something like that but then like it never came up again not one time did it come up again after that and I was like okay well maybe he was just me by that he just meant that like we were having this really deep conversation and all of a sudden yeah so I don't know, but that's what I first thought when he said that was it has to be about this, but I really don't think it was what I really think it was. in just my opinion is that Rachel was so jaded from Clayton season that she didn't want to be intimate with all three men and she didn't want to fall in love with all three men. And so she already told Avon and Tino that she was falling in love with them. I don't think that she let herself get there with that. Yeah. I think she put a guard up for sure because he did seem like somebody that she was very much so into before this. I hope it was about politics or religion. You hope it was? Yeah. I hope it wasn't because I feel like if it was about politics, in religion then Zach is probably the conservative one and as we found out he's our next bachelor so I hope that like we don't get this this uh well why do you think he's the conservative one has she been vocal about her politics um I guess I don't know I guess I guess maybe not but I don't know I mean I guess just from like stuff that um I don't know her and Gabby's relationship and the way that they I don't know they're just like so free Rachel's Rachel's just I don't know what it is about her but she screams conservative to me interesting okay she doesn't to me but I don't feel one way or the other about her the only person who is screaming conservative to me is Tino (laughs) oh god yeah that's a (laughs) good (laughs) <laughs> that might be true I don't That's know 100%. I don't know I just find it very interesting I guess like we'll when people that. are very dead set like if a person's not a certain religion or a certain political affiliation then that's yeah. a deal breaker right yeah I mean do you think that it is or are um, you saying that um so no I acting like that um, like, do I personally think it's a deal breaker? Well, I mean, I guess I, I would just wasn't sure what, what way you were going with that or what you meant by that. And no, I just, I just find it interesting just as a whole, not in a good way or a bad way. Mm-hmm. It's just like, if I met someone who was, I don't know, maybe more conservative leaning, like I probably wouldn't have a problem with it. If I met someone who was like a Trumpy or like, something like that, then I'd have a big issue with it. Right. That's yeah. That's kind of how I feel too. So I, I do have a little gray area there, even though I'm, I'm very, very much, you know, lean left far, yeah. you know, but so if there were some like diehard, like 
conserve, you know, like eh, that'd probably be a little bit of an issue. If someone was a different religion, I'm just not very religious. That doesn't really affect me, you know? If they were really religious, would that affect you? Um, yes. Yeah. I I can't do Bible thumpers or (laughs) yeah. Someone's preaching, preaching, preaching. And I mean, yeah. It's just, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I guess can't, I can't have that stuff forced on me. Mm-hmm. I under, I, I can understand that for me. It's like, I mean, it's, it's different because religion does not matter to me at all. I, I grew up in a very religious family and I mean, I, I went to a Catholic school for six years of my life. So uh, it doesn't matter to me at all because, and then like now, you know, like I, I don't know. Like, I, I just, I don't care if people believe in God or if they don't, you know, my brother, he now, I don't think he believes in God. At least I know at one point he was agnostic. I think he kind of goes back and forth on stuff though. But for me, like, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't really care about religion. It's more of the political stuff because I feel like those are, um, more, I guess, at least for me, like core beliefs. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I'm really interested to know like what the heck happened in this. I know. I know we went off on a a different whatever, but I just think the whole politics, religion, and it's never really been brought up in a bachelor season that I remember. So that's why I just think it'd be interesting if that was like a big, you know. Yeah. So it's never really been, has it, I feel like it was once recently, but I can't remember the situation, but I do know that dating back to when Becca Kufrin was um, the bachelorette, she ended up with Garrett and she did not have any of those conversations. And so then um, when the world started to kind of um, become more aware in 2020 and some of the stuff that he was saying, um, you know, um, supporting the thin blue line or whatever it was and stuff like that. And like posting about it. Um, that's actually like the reason why they broke up her, her and her winner broke up is because they did not have the same political beliefs at all. Yeah, I do. I I remember seeing that on Twitter. So I mean, and so she like really encourages people whenever she's giving advice um, at the beginning of seasons and whatever to bachelorettes is to have those conversations to make sure that, you know, like you really are compatible with the person um, that you choose at the end because you want to make it work. That's the point. Um, Okay, so. I guess getting back on topic a little bit. So then we have our live segment and it's night one. Um, and it's, it's the live segment where Zach and Rachel talk for the first time since filming. So Zach, um, apologizes to Rachel for making her feel like he was calling her out for her character and Rachel apologizes, apologizes, um, for her behavior and says her feelings really were real. And she never wanted him to think that um, she was just putting on an act, but, um, you know, it was just kind of the situation that they were in. 
So they talk about Zach leaving and he talks about his heartbreak and she just reiterates that it was really real for her. And um, she wouldn't have brought him to the fantasy suites if she didn't think that she needed more clarity on um, if they could get there to the point of of an engagement um, by the end of the show. Um, She just said that, you know, the reality of the situation was that she wasn't going to get there. So I don't know. Fantasy suite was super weird. There's clearly something that we didn't know, but all in all, it seems like these two, um, uh, these two just, they ended pretty cordially. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan of his, so. Yeah, his bachelor season should be interesting. I don't, I don't know, but it starts, um, started filming, I think yesterday. So we'll have that to look forward to. Exciting. Yeah. So then we get into the one-on-one dates that, um, well, I guess I'm sorry. I should say that then the, the, they have the rose ceremony and Tino and Avon both get a rose. Is that the one that didn't even show when we had to watch it online or was that a different one? That was the fan. That was a different one. Oh, okay. (laughs) Too many, too many ceremonies. Sorry. No, I understand. But it was stupid because it was just left. So obviously those two were getting the rose. Yeah, right, right. I've never seen so many people just leave on a freaking show before okay so i have a lot of thoughts about that but i guess we can get into it after we've actually like talked about all this but i have many thoughts on that okay Um, well i'll i'll go ahead and can i talk about the meeting the parents okay so rachel brings avon home to meet her dad and mom and her two best friends um I think Avon's, he seems so comfortable and genuine. He just, conversation seems to flow. It doesn't seem awkward at all. Um, And then he's sitting there with his friends, with her friends. And they asked him about the engagement at the end. And he basically says he doesn't know if he can get there within the next five days to actually propose. Um, He says he knows 100% he wants to be with her. He wants to be with her after this. There's no doubt in his mind. But as far as like getting down on one knee, he kind of, he, he wants to experience life with her in the real world first. Um, and the friends tell Rachel about this and she is extremely shocked. And um, it shows them outside talking and Avon, poor Avon is trying to convince her that he does care about her and that he, he, he wants to be with her and he's falling in love with her and she just keeps on going on about how she's so confused because he's told her different stuff. And um, she wants an engagement. She wants an engagement, bottom line. Um, they're basically arguing. It was, it was very, very uncomfortable to watch. And mm-hmm. she accuses him of yelling at her, which I didn't think he was yelling at her. Um, anyways, doesn't end that well. Um, she kind of, they part ways and it's, you know, he's still apologizing. She's saying it's okay. Like, we'll talk later. And all I'm thinking is fucking run, Avon, run. So 
Um, that was my, kind of my take on it. I just mm-hmm. feel like Rachel's going to be, a, she just comes across as so needy. And I get it. She wants to get engaged. But I don't know. I, I think I think she's just forcing forcing this process, in my opinion. So I think she was like embarrassed last season. So this season she wants everything to be perfect and, and the engagement is important to her because I guess maybe in her head it's like, oh, I wasn't good enough last season and I want to show that I'm good enough this season. And so she's probably like devastated that Avon wasn't ready to get engaged and she might be embarrassed all over again. I don't know. I think very true. I think the embarrassment just brings out like a side of people that is not flattering. And I, I do think that we, we see that in Rachel here for sure. So then Gabby goes on, brings Eric to her family. Mm-hmm. It do y'all want me to talk about that or Michelle do you want to talk about that sure so um he's the only one left at this point right so I think there's like a lot of I don't know pressure on them to make this work um you could tell that um her family her family seemed to like him right is that how you guys felt too Mm-hmm. I thought so. Yeah. And I felt like, you know, Gabby was like very open with her family about how she felt with him. And it, I think it was kind of like kind of a touching moment with her family. I actually really liked it. So. Okay, so was she open with her family and with Eric or are we, did we, did that just get cut out? Because from what we've seen and the way that like we've seen Gabby word things, it seems like Gabby chose to have Eric be the last one there. And that's not Yeah, that what you're right. That was a little sketchy to put it that way. You're you're right. You're right. I mean, not that not taking away from anything Gabby and Eric. I I really like Eric. I think he's a great person for her. But um yeah, I don't know. I always thought that, that it, it just kind of was made me raise my eyebrow a little bit both times or whenever it was she said something about it who who left her again it's already been so long I don't Spencer or Jason and Johnny and they just both weren't ready for an engagement right Mm -hmm. that seems to be a common theme this season Okay, so I'm going to just talk about this now because it keeps coming up. And I wonder, and I wish that I had the statistics behind it. And I like thought in my head to like maybe try to find the statistics behind it. (laughs) But it just would have taken too much time that I, to be completely honest, don't have. But how many rose rose ceremonies, cocktail parties, group dates, after group date parties how many of that did we see canceled this season a lot so if the win if from the beginning of the end of the season the winner only spends I think that I've heard like somewhere near like 72 hours with the lead at that point that is not the case this season 
So is it because there were two bachelorettes because of the conflict that they had because of two bachelorettes, because they were trying to get to know two people? Um, we've never seen this before where so many people are not ready for an engagement by the end. And I'm wondering if part of that is because this process not only was kind of cut in half because you have two bachelorettes, but also it was really tapered down because some of that time that you really need with your men to get to know them and to get there with them, they didn't have. So in my opinion, I kind of wonder if it's kind of their own fault because this is a rush process. This is something that's supposed to be magical. This is something that you're supposed to believe in the fairy tale. But in order the, to get to that fairy tale at the end, you can't just cancel every opportunity that you have to see the guys. You're not really giving them the opportunity to get to know you. And I think that that was really their downfall this season. Yeah. It's kind of making sense. sense why like other reality shows have a better success rate of like couples getting together that aren't even like love yeah. reality shows than this one because of the hours the lack of hours they actually do spend together right. like in big brother like people are like oh well like there's so many more big brother relationships than bachelor relationships and it's like well yeah they are but some of those people spent 90 days together 24 7 yep these people might have filmed for 10 to 12 weeks but they only got to see the lead for 72 hours of that time i didn't even know that that was the amount of hours I mean that's I've heard I that say, yeah I say that's insane but if if people knew mine and Mitch's relationship and the whirlwind of it like people like my parents thought we were insane I'm sure my friends that they're like yeah right this is never gonna work I mean and yeah sometimes that stuff happens I have a friend sometimes it does happen yeah yeah I have a friend whose parents um they are both from the Czech Republic. They met over there, they got married, and they moved to the United States. All They had their first date, got married, and moved to the United States within a week. Wow. And they're still together and happily married. Then my friend is my age, so that was at least 30-some years ago. Crazy. So, yeah, I mean, stuff can definitely happen. Oh, stuff sure. can happen. Mitch will be so embarrassed for me saying that, but like he told me he loved me like within a couple days. Aww. And we hadn't even seen each other in person because he lived in Dallas. So we, we were just know each other before that. So I think that's we really did. Yeah, we we've known each other since we were 10 years old, but we hadn't seen each other in years. <laughs> and then just reconnected on Facebook. And then I mean, he moved here like six weeks later yeah it's just crazy so it does happen so I don't know why I'm being so judgy because I'm one of those people that people probably think is insane but <laughs> you're watching it play out on a reality tv show yeah so I maybe should just keep my mouth shut um yeah well I mean there's crazy things happen but I just I really don't think these girls are setting themselves up for success with the amount of rose ceremonies cocktail parties, group dates, all of the things that they canceled this season led up to the men not being ready, in my opinion. Yeah. 
Um, so then we see Tino meet Rachel's family. And um, before he meets them, Rachel talks to her family and she lets her family know that his family didn't like her. So that's kind of one of the key topics that her family um, wants to talk to him about. So his mom asks about it and his dad asks about it. And pretty much he just says that um, he loves her and they will eventually love her too because they'll see um, that their love is real and everything will be fine. He's very um, confident about that. He seems to be persuasive about it because everybody seems to believe him, except for me. I don't. But uh, her, her family seems to fall for it. So, um, he, her dad asks a little bit, you know, more details about, you know, how the future would work and stuff like that. And overall, um, I think, and Tino and Rachel also both think that meeting her family went really well. I didn't, I thought it was so awkward. Well, they both said at the end that it, that they thought that it went well. And I thought oh, they it, may have thought it went well. I was just like, oh, <laughs> I thought it was I thought it went well in the fact that like her family seemed to believe him. But like I said, like I didn't believe him. So I'm not on Team Tino yet or maybe ever. We'll see. But um, yeah, I, I think her family fell for it. Yeah. So do you want to talk about Rachel and Avon before their last date? I mean, basically kicked him to the curb. She wants to get engaged. And he, bless his heart, I could tell he really cared about her. And he was trying to explain himself. And she, she just wants like you already said she she wants that engagement and if he can't give it to her then she she was cut him loose and so she I thought, was like it, sobbing very emotional about this breakup I 100% think that if he was ready to get engaged at the she would have picked him like it was between him and Tino. What do y'all think? So I think that that's possible. I can definitely see that. But the only thing that makes me think that like maybe she still would have picked Tino anyways is because um, she told him, I love you. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I agree. Just because uh, she said that. Okay. So what? So all her tears were just not feeling like she was wanted enough again or... I think that she was falling in love for him with him. I think her, her feelings for him were genuine. I think that if Avon would have stayed, it would have been a very hard decision for her. But in the end, I think she was more drawn to the bad boy. I cannot believe how many great options they had for the next Bachelor. And they and went with, back. I just, it blows my mind. Like Avon would have been an amazing next bachelor. Yeah, but as we'll see later, that wasn't an option for them. 
Still, yeah, Zach. right. Like that's. Uh, I know, I know. I, man, I, okay. I, and and even like reaching back into the bag and going back. You I mean you don't have to have a bachelor from the season. It's not the only time that they've gone back and done it. You know, um, we did see that this person um, might be entertaining somebody right now, but. I've, I've heard the name Mike Johnson thrown out a lot. He would be a great bachelor. Um, I wanted him so bad. Yeah. But he was recently spotted with, um, a housewife. Yes. Megan, Megan King, formerly Megan King Edmonds from housewives of orange County. Hmm. I don't watch the housewives franchise, but y'all know he was with Angela from bad girls club and the challenge for very briefly after she was with Nelson. Wait. No, no. Yeah, they had a little thing. Oh, wait, I did know that. I totally forgot about that. I so forgot about that. They went to like Mexico or something, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, they were, they came out like showing pictures of them on Instagram. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Man, Mike Johnson for X on the beach, guys. (laughs) God, he'd be amazing for real. Yeah. Um, um okay so what's next gabby and eric in their final date so this one did not go well i mean in my opinion because eric kind of says like to gabby like oh i want to date you in the real world and that definitely sets her off and she's like kind of storms off and she talks to the producer and she tells the producer he said he wants to date me that doesn't sound like he wants to be engaged blah, blah, blah. it's the same thing they both mm-hmm. want to be engaged and it seems like the guys don't want to be um, but they seem to kind of smooth it over by the end, which I didn't quite understand, but, but at this point, they love each other. People have left. I almost feel like Gabby and Eric have had more time together than anyone. Yeah, that's true. I'm sorry, but yeah, I don't know. Okay. So. Final rose ceremonies. Oh, so wait. First, Rachel goes to see Tino before their last date. And Rachel t- tells Tino that she feels like he is her perfect match and that he is the only one left. And again, she makes it sound like this was her choice. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Okay, so yes, like you said, final rose ceremony. Whatever they need to tell themselves. Um. <clears throat> Okay, so Rachel and Tino are up first because Tino's the only one left. Um, she gives him the final rose. Um, he proposes. Tino was the winner, baby. Um, and he does propose and they get engaged. Yay! Yay. <laughs> <laughs> i don't have much to say um yeah so after it shows rachel and tino getting engaged it like pans to rachel's family in the audience and they all look pissed i could tell shit had gone down from the reactions the entire time i'm like all right what what yeah, happens here? Because Rachel looks pissed, Gabby looks pissed, the parents look pissed, <laughs> everyone is pissed. 
And and Rachel like looks like she's going to like burst into tears any second. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. Yeah, no one had a poker face for this. No one had a poker no, face. Not at all. Okay, so um <laughs> then we see Gabby and Eric. And um one thing that I re- I noticed was that both of the girls were wearing white. And at first, like with Rachel, I was like, what like does she think like she's not getting married right now she's getting engaged like why is she wearing white and then Gabby comes on a a white dress too and hers has some color and some flowers embroidered into it but um so I decided to to look into this a little bit further because at first I was like I just I just is this a common thing do they always wear white why is this happening so what I found was I um Jojo, Claire, Rachel, Tasha, Hannah, Andy, Trista, Jillian, Jen, and Ashley all wore, along with Gabby and Rachel, all wore white. So we only had a few that didn't wear white. We had Desiree, Allie, Caitlin, Katie, Emily, Deanna, and Meredith, who wore different colors. So I don't know. I just thought that was interesting. And I also thought it was really interesting. And what made me like actually do the full research on it was that like I had just looked up some recent bachelorettes and I saw that like in the first group of findings that I had that like Caitlin and Katie were the first were the only two for like a while when I was, you know, going back in the seasons to the finale dresses that um were wearing a different color so in my head I was like oh hell no like Caitlin and Katie and then they have like um Gabby be the one with like the pop of of color instead of like all white or whatever like they are making it so that the edgier bachelorettes are the ones that aren't wearing white when they get engaged and so I found that was that really interesting until I saw um you know like Emily was obviously like a very dainty um very non-edgy um bachelorette so it's not strictly that way but it it made me curious enough to look into it so that's the information that I found about yeah (laughs) about their about what they were wearing um but yeah so Gabby really wants a proposal and um they're telling each other how much they love each other and they give each other like the beautiful long um speech and Eric ends up proposing to Gabby and Gabby gives Eric her final rose I guess I was surprised they got engaged after Eric's whole spiel but I wasn't really surprised because he he like did say a couple times and she was like freaking out like okay if, if you want to get engaged you can get engaged okay i'm just remembering when i watched this episode they showed the clip of gabby going to rachel's house and gabby had the engagement ring on and i don't think they showed them as engaged yet on the show oh really yeah i got i don't i don't know if i'm 100 right but i remember being like is she wearing the ring do we know they were engaged i don't know i don't know the order i gotta look back but that's what i thought when i was watching it interesting i did not um notice that So what do we have next? The after the final rose? Yeah. Is this Jesse was kind of interviewing Rachel in the hot seat? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so 
this to me, Rachel is like explaining what happened between her and Tino, but not really like, I hate, I hate when people do this on reality shows. They like beat around the bush. Same thing with Zach. We're like, why are we beating around the bush? What happened? Give me the facts. Give me what went on. So Rachel just talks about how there were growing pain, like all the buzzwords, growing pains. And there was a difficult time and this was hard for them, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and then Tino kind of was like concerned about relationships and things coming to light. I don't know. I just think it's like nonsense to me. Um, but then Rachel finally says he cheated on her. Um, and that was like a big part of the rest of the episode. I mean, Rachel goes to Gabby to get advice, to talk about it. She kind of explained, I, 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 can't, I can't wrap my head around exactly what happened. So maybe Christina, you can explain what exactly was the cheating. I know he just kept saying, I kissed the girl, but it didn't seem like Rachel really believed that. What really happened here? Okay. So what they say happened pretty much is that like, there was a girl that Tino was like talking to, but hadn't met before the show. So I'm assuming that they met on like a dating app or something like that. And so it was, or like slid into her DMs on, I don't know, but they had talked before the show, but they had never met in person. And then he runs into this girl at a bar and he ends up kissing her. And when he kissed her, after he kissed her, in order to like make sure that it didn't go further, he then tells the girl, like, I can't do this, I'm engaged. And so, um, god this is so ridiculous so the thing is tino definitely is at fault here he definitely cheated on rachel he definitely kissed another girl when they were together and I don't think that there's a stupider person that you can cheat on than the bachelor or the bachelorette I mean cheating in general is stupid but like you're you haven't even got to after the final rose yet like what are you thinking dude I mean it just blows my mind regardless of whatever rough patch they were in he shouldn't have done that I hey, here's, what, here's what he was thinking he was thinking he went on a freaking reality tv show for recognition and to whatever become an influencer and whatever he didn't give a shit about her I don't think that it's I don't even think that it's that I think that it was that they were fighting and he took advantage of the situation that he was in when he was out at a bar um I think that I mean they were definitely fighting prior to him kissing this girl they definitely there were he brought up the fact that you know like she she kept saying like she kept threatening to give back the ring or go to after the final rose dating and not as an engaged couple. And he was really hurt. Uh, how old are both these people? Aren't they a little bit older than some of the other bachelorettes? Um, Rachel's like 25, right? Or 20, she turned 26. Wasn't that it? Oh, she's still pretty young. Okay. Gabby is older. I think she thinks she's like 31 or 33 or something, but yeah, I think we found out she was 31. Yeah. So, but Rachel is younger. So when there's like this like film segment of them where they're talking about this cheating situation um, at their like happy couple um, time and, and 
it wasn't well i mean it wasn't happy couple time but I, what would have been happy couple time had they not been in this huge fight um so tino says all of these things about um how much they were fighting and um then he brings out his journal his tom journal oh yeah mm-hmm and um he re starts reading um what rachel said he reads i don't know how this is going to work i'm in a bad place and i can't put any effort into this and um then he he says that she didn't want to go to um their happy couple weekend and if they did go to the the week the happy couple weekend then she didn't want to spend the night because she just mentally was not there so do i think rachel or do i think tino cheated on rachel yes absolutely 1000 percent. do i think that he was right or justified in any way no i do not what i think that i didn't like about this segment is i don't think it made rachel look good either because she did not allow him the opportunity to speak she cut him off multiple times. She wouldn't let him have his side of the story. And although I don't think that there's an excuse for what he did in any way, shape or form, I wish we knew what he had to say about it. And we don't because she didn't allow that to happen. And I just really wish that um, she would have handled things differently. She's clearly pissed. She's clearly upset. Um, she feels like he's turning things around on her and I don't want him to be turning things around on her but if that's what he's going to do I want to see that happen so that I can see okay I'm on Rachel's side yeah because we weren't able to see that yeah it was convoluted to say the least yeah so it ends up with Rachel saying that um she's done and the relationship is is over and i i kind of feel bad for tino because i mean just him crying and saying like if she's gonna break up with me just like have her break up with me like why why is this so dragged out and that's the only reason why i feel bad for him in this situation is because of the way that rachel handled it why yeah. do you discuss this final rows well they do so do you want to talk about that um hot seat a little bit michelle when tino comes in um well first before i go into that i feel like rachel wanted tino to like basically go on tv and say he cheated on her and like say he's a horrible person <laughs> yeah mm-hmm and no, like not for nothing, but no one wants to do that. Even if you did cheat on someone, you don't want to go on national TV and then have the whole world you know you cheated on someone. So it's like I kind of get why he was like so odd about it. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah, I, it's the fact that like I want to hear him on a podcast. I heard he was supposed to go on the Vial Files, but I don't think it's going to be him. I think it's going to be Jason instead, which is really interesting, and I'm excited to hear Jason's side of the story too. But um, I can't wait until Tino goes on a podcast and says his side of the story, because the fact of the matter is, we didn't get to hear his full side of the story. 
I and again, I'm not saying that she shouldn't have broken up with him. I'm not saying that he oh, should yeah, no. cheated. Like I, I agree that they shouldn't be together. But I just don't think that she. I think she handled it very poorly. I he sucks in my opinion. He totally sucks. I haven't liked him for a while now. But I get why you don't want to go on TV and say all these things about how horrible you are and all these things you did wrong. Like, I get it. Yeah. It was, it was an odd position to be in. I get it. And I um, don't like him downplaying that, like, it was just a kiss. It was just a kiss. It didn't ma- Like, I don't like that at all. No, I don't either. But I, yeah, I don't either. But I think that there was a lot that was going on in our relationship, uh, in their relationship, in our relationship, hilarious. Relationship. <laughs> um, I think that there was a lot that was going on in their relationship that we don't know about. Yeah. So I guess Rachel's back in the hot seat. Um, and she says that Tino wrote um, her a letter and took a little bit more accountability in that. Um, and then Tino and Rachel are in the hot seat together as well. And he actually apologizes. Um, he does try to justify, which is, I gotta say in real life, that's the one thing that fucking annoys me is if someone apologized to you and they're like, but I did it because it's like, no, just, just apologize (laughs) and move on. Yeah. Don't give me the justification. That's when I go nuts. Um, anyway, yeah. So <laughs> Tino viewers, I still want to know it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so Tino says like there were things that like led up to this cheating. It didn't come out of the blue. And then Rachel starts to get upset about that. Um, and then Tino actually says that um Rachel wanted to give the ring back right uh-huh yeah and, and she's she kind of denying it and saying she never said that um is that i can't remember maybe even how this might but um she switched up what she said at one point um on the video she says um we saw that she said that um if they went back to dating she wasn't going to wear the ring after the final rose. But here she says, that's not what she said. What she said was if they broke up, that she would give back the ring. So this also kind of makes me question, like, what really happened? What really went on? Because she's already backpedaling and saying, I didn't say that. I said this on stuff that we literally saw her see. Saw yeah. her say. Yep. And then, okay, so after all that said and done, we get, like, the perfect made-for-TV moment where Jesse, I think Jesse kind of is like, Rachel, there's someone here for you, and you see Rachel's face change, and Avon comes out, um, and Avon asks Rachel if um, she would like to catch up with him, and I think she says something like, there's nothing I would rather do more, something along those lines, while Tino is still sitting there. It's just kind of completely humiliating. (laughs) Oh, my God. Um, Does any, do either one of y'all know anything, like, Mm -hmm. are Avon and Rachel talking? I haven't seen anything. I hope not. I don't know. I'm sure that we'll find out, but I I haven't seen anything in the last week. Uh, okay. 
So they're both crazy. Um, yeah. You know, and Rachel is what I took away from all that. Right. So do you want to talk about Gabby at all? Abby? Um, no, I won't. But nothing really. So... So there were two controversies with Eric, and they only addressed one. Yeah. Which I was kind of disappointed in. So, so they addressed you- the one about his, his, the thing that came out with his ex-girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess he, he, they but it were talking right. But it wasn't his ex-girlfriend. It was somebody that he had been dating for like a month they were not official they were not boyfriend and girlfriend they were not saying I love you none of that it was somebody that he had been dating for a month okay so just hanging out with and but I mean he had already explained it all to Gabby so it came out as this big like oh controversy but she had already known about it he had already explained that all to her big deal um but the, thing the thing is, is he, he was like saying in the text, like, oh, I'm just going on it for my business, for my career, blah, blah, blah. Like, wouldn't you feel like shit if you were Gabby reading that? I mean, I guess they addressed it themselves, but I, don't I would. I don't know if I could personally get over that. Yeah, I, I don't hold, think I could either. I, I hold grudges. Like if some, something like that happened, like people like I'm in this mom group, right? That's in um, my area of San Antonio. And I mean, there's like thousands of members, you know, people post anonymously and they talk about like, what's your advice for this and talking about cheating and all these, these people are writing back, like go to counseling if y'all both want to work on it and this and that. And if that's for certain people, that's great. I, I, I could not do that. No amount of counseling will ever make me feel the same way about that person I'm with. Right. Yeah. So there's just, I I know he didn't cheat, but like hearing that I would never fully trust him. Okay. So here's my like thing. And part of my reason why I don't know if this is why she trusts him or is okay with it, or they're able to work past it. First of all, I like the fact that she um, says that like, I committed to marrying this person. And so like, this is, we're going to get through it. But also, like, I think that this is a very common thing in The Bachelor. I know that people used to get, like, chastised for it like crazy. But I think it's very common for people to be casually dating someone before they go on the show. This is a dating show. These are people who are looking for love. These are people who, you know, I mean, maybe they're going on for their brand and this and that. But at this point, you can't tell me that, like, Gabby and Rachel didn't also see opportunities in their brand by going on the show. They did. And I think maybe that is part of the reason why she gives grace because come on, like if you were to go on this show at this point in 2022, you know what can come from it. You hope that that's what comes from it. You want to be able to be an influencer. Like that's what you want to do. If you go on this show in this day and age. So I think that that's probably part of the reason why she was so forgiving. And um, because I do think that it's really common and I think it's going to be even more common. And I don't think that we should be giving people so much of a hard time about seeing somebody 
you know, right before the show, because first of all, you don't know if you're going to get on, on the show or not. So you're telling me that like every single one of these like 30 contestants every single season is supposed to be like, oh, I haven't dated anybody in the last six months, in the last three months, in the last year, in the last month. Like, no, people are dating. They are putting themselves out there. And I think that one of the biggest things now that I'm seeing and one of the biggest reasons why I personally think that we need to give these people grace is because um, we are literally seeing promotions for we, we're not getting the standard casting promotions that we used to get anymore. Now we're getting Jesse Palmer saying, oh, that guy in your basement, he's leave him apply for our show. And it's like, if those if anybody actually does that, then they're going to be like, just in the same situation that Eric's in and people are going to be like, well, she left him for the show. And then what are you going to say? Like when they give their their reason afterwards, they're going to well, yeah, I heard on this, this casting commercial that I should leave my boyfriend because he's a piece of shit. And so I did it. And now I'm getting ridiculed for it. Like, I don't know. I don't mind that he was dating someone and I don't mind how he handled it to begin with, with her when he was like, Oh, I'm going on the show. Well, I, the two things I didn't really love were like him saying it was like a career move. <laughs> and the second thing I didn't really love was when he texted her again in July and was like, Hey, I'm back. Or whatever. <laughs> I don't think he said, I don't think he, it was that he was like, Hey, I'm back. I think that he was apologizing for the way he acted. And the way that I, I could be wrong, but the way that I interpreted it is because it was like on premiere night that he texted her was, I think that he talked like, you know, like Gabby and him had, had said that they had previous conversations about it. I think he talked to Gabby about it and Gabby was like, yeah, like you should get closure. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't like those two pieces. I didn't mind that he was dating. It didn't bother me. He was dating someone. It was just kind of that he wanted to go on for his career and then that, mm-hmm. that, that follow-up in July. But I, I could see maybe the follow-up in July was just closure. I could, I could believe that. Um, okay, so then we get our Bachelor announcement. And we find out that Zach is our next Bachelor. Um, and then we find out that he will get to meet five of his women live on stage. So, and also for the very first time ever, America gets to award um, America's first impression rose. So um, they even have it all set up. Like the backdrop is like the mansion and everything when these come out, when these ladies come out. So Zach um, meets Brooklyn, Brianna, Bailey, Kat, and Christina. And none of that matters because Zach can't remember any of their names anyways. (laughs) But those are the five ladies that we got to meet. And so America got to vote on who they wanted to give the first impression rose and they gave it to Brianna. And I think that they gave it to the right person because she came out and she um, like took a picture with him and was like, for you to remember me, whatever. I thought it was super, super cute. And I think it she was, in my opinion, the obvious first impression winner out of the five. That's who I voted for with my vote. And I, think, and I think that Kat is set up to be the villain already. My husband was in the room when I was watching this. And he, when the girls came out, he was like, this girl's from California. This girl's from South Carolina. This girl's from Nashville. Like he got like three of them right. I'm like, how do you know this? 
It's like, I can just tell. That's funny. Okay, so um, let's just kind of roll these two episodes yeah. into one like we have been doing. So what were your top two moments of the, of the, of the finale? Mine were Avon coming back for Rachel. Mm. Um, and then kind of related. I like that Rachel didn't forgive Tino and didn't take him back. Yeah. How about you, Abby? Um, yeah, I like that Tino, uh, Rachel kind of put Tino in his place. And then my other one, sorry, I'm getting my notes because it's a quote. So Michelle kind of touched on this before, and I really liked Gabby's interaction with her her family. Rachel, I'm here to do some class. Okay. Thank you. Okay, have fun. Hi. Sorry, I'm the teacher. She's here to do some crafts. Um <laughs> for daycare. Okay. Um, but her her aunt told her, if you truly feel like he is the one, let him be the one to understand you. Because she was she was explaining how she, you know, her feelings of feeling unlovable because of her mom not loving her or being a mom to her. And I don't know, I just thought that was really sweet advice from the aunt. Like, you know, basically show him like all of you and I don't know. So I, I did like you mentioned way earlier, Michelle, that, that her interaction I with her grandfather and dad and Anne, I thought it was really sweet. Um, okay, so before I touch on my top two moments, I just realized that um we got sidetracked and we accidentally did the same thing that The Bachelor did. And we just talked about one of the controversies with Eric. So, oh yeah, I didn't tell about the other one. Let's talk about the second one really quick. Okay, so a, a, a photo came out of him, I guess, in college. In at a high cost- school, it was high school. Okay, it was cost- in the yearbook. It was in the yearbook, yeah, and he did blackface. And what was it? Was he at a party? Why was, or was it in the yearbook? I don't know. What the fuck, man? <laughs> I don't know. I thought wasn't there a quote next to it too? Yeah, and he's, he can't be. How old is he? He's like thirty, right? Come on, it's not that long ago. He was not in high school that long ago. That that was appropriate. You know what I mean? Right. Not that it was ever appropriate, but my god. Well, y'all, it's really amazing what. So I don't re-watching past Big Brother seasons and the amount of times they use the R word and yes. calling someone just you know gay or saying the H word like and you know it's it's crazy how things have evolved have evolved yes now I mean I'll be honest I probably said that before like oh you're acting r i'm sure i did at one point in my teens i'm sure i did when i was a teenager that was like the cool thing to say literally like i can't think of it now i can't think of an instance but like i'm i'm sure it came out of my mouth like that but blackface never would have ever crossed my mind Mm -hmm. like 
I don't care how long ago or how old. D does that make sense? Yes. Absolutely. And I hate that they didn't address it. And I know that um, I listened to um, the Off the Vine podcast with Caitlin Bristow. And I listened to the Bachelor Happy Hour podcast with Becca and um, Michelle. And all three of them thought that the reason that they were there was to be a support system for Gabby during this conversation. So Michelle thought that she was supposed to be part of the, um, the blackface conversation and she was going to, you know, like kind of help and give resources and, um, try to make Eric, like not look like a terrible person, but also like help him and educate him is kind of why they, th they thought that they were there. And I don't know if they like wanted Becca to like bring it up, but she kind of did address it a little bit. And I think that she like hoped that after she said what she said, like Jesse Palmer would be like, oh yeah, and this, but that didn't happen. But she even says, you know, like to Gabby, like me and you are in really similar situations from when I ended my bachelorette season. And I think that the reason why she said that wasn't because she was talking about like, being engaged or anything like that. Like she was talking about the racism behind the person that they picked. And they just didn't, they just brushed over that, huh? Yeah. So Caitlin and Becca apparently afterwards, like told production that they were like super not happy with it. Um, Michelle was like very, very unhappy with it. Um, like very upset about it. If you want to hear what Michelle has to say on Bachelor Happy Hour, I would definitely, definitely recommend li listening to that finale episode because it's it's a good one and it shines light th on things. And um, if you go to Becca or um, for any of our listeners, if you go to Becca or Michelle's Instagrams, um, they have posted resources for anyone who um, wants to educate themselves. Like basically, you know, like, um, a lot of people at this point are saying you should be educated by now. Well, there are still so many people out there that are not. And so what they're trying to get across Becca and Michelle is so many people say like, well, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to watch. I don't know what to read. I don't know. I don't know how to educate myself. So they basically like give a guide to like, this is where you start. These are the things that you can do. These are the things that you can watch. These are the things that you can read. These are the things that you can learn. So if you are someone who needs resources and doesn't know where to start, then go follow Becca, go follow Michelle on Instagram and educate yourself because they make it really easy for you to do so. Mm, good for them. Um. So... Yeah. So I guess like, do either of you have anything you want to add before I move on to my top two moments since I just, you know, I, I just had to go back to that. Yeah. No, no I'm, glad I'm glad you did, did Christina. Thank you. Um, okay. So my top two moments were that Eric and Gabby got engaged. I, um, I liked that they got engaged. I like that, you know, um, we did get one of, one of our, our bachelorettes having the happy ending um, at least so far that they, that they want. Um, yeah, Gabby and Eric have gone through some stuff, but I think one of the things that makes them so strong, at least in what I saw from Gabby is that her is like literally what I said earlier in, in her saying, like, 
I am engaged to this man and there are things that he can work on, but I'm going to help him work on those things. So I really hope that he does, you know, like do the work and prove to her that she made the right choice because, um, I don't know. I, I liked Eric. I thought that they were good together. And if he's willing to, um, do the things to grow in, in the ways that will help him and also help their relationship in also the form of like how you want to raise your children and stuff like that, which is things that you have to think about when you're marrying someone. Um, I just, I really liked that those two got engaged. So I just, I hope that they can work it out. There's a lot of things that they have to go through, but um, Gabby seems really strong, very confident. And, and I'm, I'm glad they got engaged. And then my other favorite thing was um, kind of towards the end when Brianna was taking the selfie with Zach. I thought that that was just like the, the perfect first impression thing, especially for like the fact that, you know, like he wouldn't be seeing her for another week until filming started. And he has all these people to think about. Um, and having him, you know, keep the Polaroid to remember her. I thought it was super cute. Um, and yeah, that was one of my favorite moments. I, there was a lot of fighting this episode and it just, (laughs) it wasn't my favorite finale ever. No. Well, I only, this is the only season I watched, but I didn't like it at all. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say when you said no in my head. No, not my favorite. (laughs) It's her one and only. Which one was your favorite? (laughs) I guess, I guess this was my favorite and my least favorite if it's my only, huh? No, but I was going to say, even though you haven't watched any, you're right. (laughs) Um, so then my least favorite moments was Avon leaving, um, the way that he left, the way that they ended things, the heartbreak that both of them clearly felt in that moment, the fact that, um, Rachel wasn't willing to walk away without an engagement, all of that. I just, Avon leaving was by far one of my least favorite moments, um, of the episode. And then my other least favorite moment was that Tino and Rachel got engaged. I think that Tino is not the greatest person. And um, I think that there was tensions with their families. I think that there was tensions within their relationship. And yeah, I, I, I didn't like that they got engaged. So those were my top two moments and my least two favorite moments of the episode. Yeah, Um, my least two favorite moments um, I didn't like how Mr. Jesse Palmer told Zach, I got you. I have your back. Don't worry. And then the first chance he got, um, he made a fool of Zach by saying, do you remember any of the girls' names or asking him the girls' names? I'm like, you do not have Zach's back, Jesse. Um, we calling him out. <laughs> yeah. Um, and <laughs> I don't really have another least favorite moment. The Tino segments going on and on and on forever until the end of time. I was getting so exhausted by it. Um, but I just went and I looked up what I was talking about with um, Gabby's ring being shown in the scene with Rachel when he, she goes to Rachel's house. And actually that scene in the episode did come before them showing Gabby getting engaged. I knew I I knew that's how I thought, but like this was like how many ever weeks ago at this point that I was second guessing myself. But yes, the editors screwed up. That's so funny. I did not even notice that. that Looking right for it, right? Because just naturally, I was like, oh, I I see a ring. What he? I was like, what hand is that? I was trying to figure out what hand it was on. That's funny. What were your least favorite moments, Abby? 
um, the whole situation with Avon and um, Rachel. And I don't know. I'm not the one on the show, but I just, I, I felt really bad for him. Cause I think he really did, did care about her and all she, she just wanted the ring. Um, and then I just, Tina just makes my skin crawl. So. Yeah. So then I'll go in and tell you my LVP, which was Tino. Yeah, too. Same. Cross the board. Yep. Um, obviously. And then um, my MVP, I don't know. I was kind of like, uh, but I went with Gabby. I went with Gabby, too. And the reason that I chose Gabby is because she seems happy now even, even yeah. if she's, you know like they're they have problems like that's relationships have problems so I'm happy for Gabby for sure um who is your best dressed or I guess Michelle who is your MVP um I don't I put either Zach or Rachel Zach because he really didn't do too much and somehow got the role of bachelor so good for him <laughs> <laughs> and then Rachel because I like that she didn't take Tino back she kind of had a semi happy ending by going off with Avon so I don't know one of them I, do, I almost gave it to Zach too so I definitely understand that argument for sure but um, the reason why I wouldn't give it to Rachel is because she wouldn't let Tino talk <laughs> yeah I hear you I don't know I mean and maybe like if I was like in the relationship I would feel differently but I guess like as a viewer I just want more yeah okay so what was who was your best dressed uh I went back and looked and I think I liked out of everything the dress that Gabby got engaged in I really like that dress too how about you, Abby? I really liked Rachel's navy pantsuit when I think she, I think it was when she went for her last date with Avon and they broke up. But it was strapless. The top was strapless. And I thought that was really pretty. Nice. Um, okay. So I, my best dress, um, I put Gabby. Um, she, when I think it was her her last date with Eric she's wearing this like salmon col colored like silky um shirt and these like white pants and I just thought that she um looked really good in it I thought that um her like skin tone and the salmon color like really looked good together and I just I really liked it I thought it was like a cute outfit yeah I know you're talking about I like that too I don't I'm trying to think I can't picture it Um, okay, so Bachelorette, we are done with Bachelorette. There, this is the Thank finale. God, no more Bachelorette. Um, do either of you two have any like last things you want to say about this season before we move on? No, who watches this show? It was awful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Michelle, it's not that bad if you don't have to podcast about it and you can just record through all the boring moments because that's what okay. I do. I mean, but listen, I watch 
horrible shows. I watch like every Bravo reality show, Big Brother. I watch horrible shows. This was like another level. This was hard for me to get through. What about, okay, so you watched the premiere of Paradise last night, correct? Yes. So what did you think about Paradise? Oh, I liked it so much better. I was 100% better. I almost feel like, and I think that this is part of the reason why Bachelor in Paradise is taking over Dancing with the Stars time slot, but I almost feel like you have to watch Bachelor and Bachelorette to get to know these people's full stories so that you can get to paradise and get to the good part so bachelor and bachelorette is like the real world or the road rules to the bachelor in paradise's <laughs> challenge yeah kind of yeah okay <laughs> pretty much but yeah i paradise is so good i'm i'm excited for this season um, but we're not talking about paradise right now. Right now we're talking about a different island. We're talking about F boy Island. So, um, we get into, um, the finale of F boy Island and okay. So I've like deep dive this so much. It's like kind of crazy. Um, I got done watching this finale like a couple weeks ago and I, First of all, I loved it, but since then, I've listened to so many different podcasts. I've listened to people on Reality Steve. I have listened to people. I Benedict has a podcast. Um, I'm pretty much Benedict's number one fan now, and <laughs> I've listened to like all of it. <laughs> and um, yes, and then Swaz he introduced me to another podcast. Um. Gosh, I can't remember the name of it. What is it called? He knows everything for podcasts. God. I like asked him. Yeah, I like literally asked him. I was like, what what podcast should I listen to about F Boy Island? And he's like, you should listen to um Reality Alert. It it talks and it talks about way more than just like um F Boy Island. It talks about um love is blind and the challenge and it talks about dating it dated and related and I mean there's just like so many different shows that this podcast 90 day fiance that this podcast um covers so it was it was a good one to to be recommended so I've I've listened to so much so I don't know let's just dive right in and and get to the dates okay so Danny and Mia go off-roading they talk about everything that because the, the men kind of threw him under the bus during the mansplain about how he's not, you know, he could never bring Mia home to his mom. And apparently he called her names. And so they kind of clear all that up. And she believes everything he's telling her. Um, they have a little hot tub scene and she doesn't tell him this, but she says it to us in her confessional she says I love Danny so I don't know if she's just like using that like like I love him you know like you know like you told each other they love each other I love pizza I don't know but they told each other they love each other okay um damn so are we talking about the overnight portions too should I like group those together are we gonna go back and forth no keep Um, going Okay. Um, oh, I, oh, I did do it. I did group them together. Okay, cool. 
Well, that was really it for their date. And then Casey and um, Tamaris. Thank you. Tamaris, they go yeah. horseback riding. She says that, like, he actually gives her butterflies. She does tell him that she wants to be his girlfriend, but <laughs> he still kind of scares her like, as far as his intentions. She questions him about his ex. You know, she's worried she's just a rebound. You know, he kind of explains to her how, obviously, like, when they, he he did still talk to her a little bit, like, back and forth, like, once they broke up, but he doesn't talk to her anymore. And then he slips and says he loves her. Um, <laughs> that was, like, the funniest moment. He's like, oh. I know, his face. I think he was really shocked. Yeah. Um, so. Anyways, it seems like they had a really cute, cute little date. Feelings were flying. Um, and then, ugh, Benedict and Luis, they get a massage. And I, I'm just so, I'm sorry, it's the same thing every episode. Yeah, she keep going. Her, Bob, yada, yeah. yada, yada. Yeah, her sexual chemistry with Mercedes. <laughs> and she wants to, that benedict to she's still trying to figure out his edge and wants to bring out that sexual side of him and it just gets weird they talk about fetishes apparently benedict dresses up like a dog i don't i don't know it's just um he says that the reason why he was like kissing her feet and stuff is because at one point um she said i like to have my feet kissed and he was like noted so he like tries to use that to get ahead. It was just awkward. Um, okay. So we have the final elimination. And this is when Nikki tells them about the twist. She tells them that um they know that if they pick a nice guy, that they split the money 50-50. And if they pick an F-boy, then the F-boy gets to decide if he wants to take all of the money or if he wants to split it. But then she tells them that there is one more option. And this is the twist. And the twist is that they can decide to pick neither one of the guys and take the money all for themselves. So the men did not know about this prior to the elimination ceremony. Um, but one thing that I've learned by, by listening to podcasts and stuff is that, um, they had to make their decision prior to that final, um, elimination ceremony. So basically, um, the girls were like told in their reveal, and then they had to go and make their decisions and they had to sign a contract saying what they were going to decide and that they like would not, um, changed their mind last minute. This was what, this was what was going to happen. So then they came back later and like filmed and told the guys their choices and stuff. So, um, all of the men tell the reasons why they should be with each of them at the end. And, um, Luis is really struggling. Um, she's crying, but she ends up picking, um Mercedes and part of me thinks that she's not crying because she's 
torn and she wants to she doesn't want to let benedict go i think that she's like selfishly crying because she's afraid that mercedes is gonna take the money i could see that yeah i don't think for benedict at all i i I don't think i mean she she does want benedict out and they are both crying so i think that there like was a connection there but i don't think that it hailed in comparison to mercedes um, so then we find out that Mercedes decides that he's going to split the money with her. Yay, Mercedes. Um, so then we have Mia and Mia, Mia picks Peter. Um, no. Yeah, not only no, but like. There is so much behind this. Okay, so Danny says that he would have split the money, or we find out that Danny would have split the money. I um, believe him too. Yeah, right. One hundred percent. Yes. Yes. A hundred. He loved her. I'm. Ugh. Yeah. And then so Mia walks Danny out, and he is like pissed, and he says, um, "She pinky promised," and she was crying, and she's like telling him to like listen to her, and it's just this big huge deal. And so, um, yeah, she, she did pinky promise him that she was going to pick him and then she didn't do it. I need to find out more about this. If you have any inside information, because I really liked me. What do you want to know? (laughs) She she pissed me off. Mia. Yeah. Mia is an F girl. So, um, well, okay. So first of all, Peter decides to split the money. So getting back to Danny, because that's, that's the, that's a good story. So I don't know how Mia and Danny, uh, or, or Mia and Peter. Okay. So Mia goes on this, this reality alert podcast and basically like she talks about how, um, she dated Peter after the show and they didn't work out or whatever and whatever. Um, but then Danny and goes on um, the Espresso podcast with Benedict, and then he also goes on the Reality Alert podcast. So I've heard Danny's side of the story a couple different times, and Danny says that he and Mia dated after the show. What? Starting right after filming, he said that he went back to. Um, her hometown they were there for like a week and they were like how do we move forward from here and so she moved down to Florida with Danny and she lived with Danny for like I can't remember like two or three months and wait back up her hair were already broken up that is I don't know like the timeline of like the Peter in the situation I know that like her and Peter at one point I, I don't think that they were ever, like, dating, but I think that they were, like, kind of talking and trying to figure things out. Um, but they ended up breaking up Danny and Mia because Mia is an F girl. And so he said that, like, there was just, like, some weird things that were going on. And um, she was just wasn't feeling, like, comfortable being there as much anymore. And things were just, like, kind of weird. And um, one time he went outside and, um, 
like around the corner or something. I think he was like, I don't know, going for a walk or going for a jog or I can't remember like exactly what he said, but um, pretty much like they broke up because he saw Mia in a car making out with someone. And he said that at first um, he thought that it was Peter it looked like it like pretty much exactly like Peter from the distance. But then he found out when he like got closer and they were like talking about the situation that it wasn't Peter. It was a girl who looked like Peter. What the fuck is happening? I'm mind blown. Oh my God. Yeah. So she was cheating on him with a girl. Mm-hmm. She sure was. So is she, is she like fluid or bi or I was there? Bi. I don't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's, that's the tea there. On, on Well, they can't, he can't have too hard of feelings. Cause I feel like he posted her recently. Like they were hanging out in a group with everyone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, I know that like they all get together often. I know that, um, I can't remember where Benedict lives. I think maybe Ohio. I know it's somewhere in the Midwest, but, um, they, he, like people were just with Benedict over the weekend, like a handful of the guys. So, I mean, I know that they are close and they do hang out and whatnot. So I think that the cast as a whole is pretty close, but I don't know. It seems kind of bachelory to me as far as like how intertwined everyone seems to be. Yeah. Weird. Interesting. Yeah. I was not expecting that twist, Christina. <laughs> I didn't know her and Danny dated after. Poor Danny. He got no money and he got his heart broken. I know. And it's so weird because like in one of the podcasts, I think the one with Benedict, he was like, He's like, yeah, I, he's like, that just goes to show you that you don't have to win the show and you can still get the girl. And it was like the way that he said it, it was like he was like bragging about it. And I was <laughs> in my head, I'm like, okay, dude, like, why are you ba- bragging about like not yeah. 50K? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Michelle, do you want to talk about Tamaris? Sure. So, um, yeah. basically, Tamaris. She has Nico. She has Casey. And I think they're both great options for her. But she basically said she's afraid Nico. She's too much for Nico. Um, and then she says, you know, Casey's really a smooth talker, but she's afraid he's not being honest about his feelings. I think there's still concern about Casey's ex-girlfriend there. Um, anyway, forget about it. It doesn't really matter anyway, because I think this was going to happen anyway. Tamaris decides that she is going to choose herself and she is an F girl and she's taking the hundred K for herself and that's it. Okay. So Tamaris, it, the way that they play it off is that, um, like she was hired to be the F girl, but according to her and her interviews that I've listened to, that is not the case. Um, I thought it seemed so scripted. Okay. That's interesting. I was like, Oh, they planned this from minute one, huh? No, like, okay, so pretty much what she says is that it's Elon Gale working his freaking magic, dude. Like, honestly, that is what it is. So um, pretty much what happened is she, the way that the show was playing out, the things that she was saying with like, um, like what, what motivates you in the morning money, 
what you know like her saying like I was kind of an F girl I've cheated before like all these different things that she was saying um led up to them giving this option at one point before they brought in Casey so at the very beginning she wasn't really feeling like any of the guys so I guess she kind of joked with production and said like can do I have to pick one of the guys can I just choose myself but that was before Casey even got there and I think that they took that idea and the stuff that she was saying and they ran with it and they made really good tv out of it but that was not the original plan got it wow so they they switch they flipped it mm-hmm yeah they did do you think she actually wanted to pick one of the guys no no and also something that um i think it was mercedes said um in in an in interview that i listened to him um he said that both nico and casey were were gone they were like eliminated um and after they were gone is when Tamara started going off about the I'm an F girl like she didn't say any of that while Casey and Nico were in her presence it was all after they left and so oh okay yeah so then Peter and um Mercedes were left like like watching like what just what is happening right now so what Benedict said is that like he got eliminated first so he was like taken to this van and so then um, after he was taken to this van or whatever, um, then he sees Danny get in the van behind him. So he's like, okay, like Danny must have gotten eliminated. She picked Peter. And then he sees Casey and Nico walk into the same van. And he's like, what? What just happened? Shit must have just gone down. And he like didn't know what happened until afterwards. <laughs> oh my gosh mm-hmm wow but um Tamaris made the right decision in my opinion I mean I, I think that you know maybe she could have gotten there with Nico if he would have had more time but obviously the timing of when he came back he really didn't have a chance but she made the right decision in not picking Casey she said if she didn't have the decision to pick herself she would have picked Casey and it's a good thing that she didn't because as soon as filming ended and um they got back to their regular lives. He instantly got back with his girlfriend. So, and she was afraid of that the whole time. Yep. So she made the right decision. Um, another thing that I thought was kind of interesting, just a little tidbit that I picked up from the podcast, is that Nico, he was originally not supposed to be on the show. He was casted for 12 Dates of Christmas, but then 12 Dates of Christmas got canceled. And because it got canceled, he was a last minute addition to this show. He didn't know that he was going on it until like three days before filming started. And um, he didn't know that it was at Boy Island until he like got to quarantine or whatever. <laughs> oh, I, I didn't watch that show that first season of 12 Dates of Christmas. I uh, wanted to and I never did. It's it's OK, but it's it's. There's a reason they kept F-Boy Island and not 12 Days. I was going to say, it's no F-Boy Island, huh? No, not at all. Not even close. It's like the, it's like a very, like, PG show. Mm. 
Do we know anything about if F Boy Island is coming back or when it's coming back? Um, we don't. I, it hasn't officially been renewed. I, 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 in my opinion, they set it up for F Girl Island to come back instead of F Boy Island. I know all the boys on the podcast are talking about how they would love to be a lead on F Girl Island. If that Danny, were Danny J. Brian. Yeah. Well. Yeah, I, I, I'm with it. I like that. Um. Yeah. I mean, I have mixed feelings about Danny now that. I just know about, you know, some of the stuff that went on with him and Mia afterwards, but, um, that was what did Danny do? Yeah. What did Benedict, I think would be great. Wait, why don't you like Dan- Danny didn't do anything from what uh, you said? Mia sounds like she was the problem. Yeah, no, I think that Mia was the bigger problem in their relationship, but I just think that, um, I don't know. They both just kind of had tendencies where they just, they didn't trust each other. And well, she picked Peter over him. I wouldn't trust her either. <laughs> no, I know. I guess I get that. I don't know. I just, I just don't get that. I don't much. know. I really, I really fell in love with Danny over the course of the season. So what about, what if we get Angelina and Danny together and we can get them on Jersey shore? I'll take yes. that too. That's, that would be great. Um, yeah, apparently they went to like school together. They've known each other for a long time. They've been friends and there's nothing going on, but yeah, they're they're friends. Interesting. Um, yeah, so that's kind of a lot of behind the scenes stuff. That was um, great, Christina. Thank you. Yes, I didn't know any of that. So so much. And I feel like I could tell so much more, but I just I don't. I can't think of it. I I should have written it all down, but then we would be here for like um, four hours. So can't do that. But <laughs> it was, it was a really, it's been really interesting to hear all of these people after, after the show. And Benedict is like, literally, they did not showcase his humor even close to enough. I mean, I know that they said that he's a comedian, but this guy is funny. He's so funny. He's hilarious. I, I really like him. Um, okay, so back to the episode. What were your top two moments of the episode? Okay, I have three because two are like quotes, but one of them was all the guys, all the guys, the, the bad boys ending up splitting the money. Um, I know it would have been more dramatic if one had taken it, but I'm glad that Peter and Mercedes both split. But one of my other ones was Casey when the, after the overnight dates with the other three guys, when he got home, he's like, Oh, she wrote me a note too. And he reads the note to them. He's like, tell Nico to start packing his shit. That's beautiful. Um, And then the last one was the last one was um, after Danny was eliminated. He's like, this is why I don't date Gemini's. <laughs> and I just felt that because I'm a Gemini. I'm like, yeah, we can be trouble. Like, it's probably smart not to always date. Stay so, away from Gemini's. Yeah. yeah well, he said in a podcast that, like, he he's dated several Gemini's before. We can be bad news <laughs> when it comes to men. So. That's funny. All you men out there, stay away from Gemini's. That's funny. Um, okay, so what were your top two moments of the episode, Michelle? 
Um, I kind of agree with uh, Abby about Danny's quote um, because his whole meltdown after Mia didn't pick him. I love that. Um, and I'm then, so glad he wasn't nice. I'm sorry. I'm just, I have to, I'm so glad he wasn't nice about it. I think that's what I mean when I say I liked his meltdown. Like yeah. he could have been classy about it, but I like that. I'm he wasn't. glad that he told us like, you pinky promised. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious though, because I'm like, okay, pinky promises. But um, sorry, Michelle, I'm totally stealing your your thing. But no, um, I that you you put it into words. That's what I was. I, you said it so much better than I could. So that's great. Yeah, because I'm just so glad he wasn't like, oh, it's okay, like blah blah blah, like because he had a right to be pissed, and I'm glad he like. Mm-hmm. I saw people on Twitter being like, "See, that was the real Danny." Ma- Mia picked right. I'm like, what? He didn't even say anything that bad. No, he didn't like berate her or anything. I mean, no. yeah. So I'm with, yeah, I'm with you. People are allowed to have feelings and not always be cheerful and ha- like people are allowed to have feelings. So I didn't understand when I saw that on Twitter, people were saying how like, oh, d- come on. He didn't yeah, really I, say anything. I agree with you hundred uh, percent. And then my other moment was, wow, Mercedes did not take the money. And I thought for sure all season he was going to take the money. So shocker for me. So I don't think that they're like officially in an exclusive relationship, but those two are definitely still seeing each other and like kind of trying to make things work. Okay, that's nice. Good. I like that. Yeah. Um, okay, so I wrote for actually one of my other, my favorite moments was also that I should have listened to the red flags. I don't date Gemini's and I gave it a chance. Um, I wrote that down too, but I also had three favorite moments. So my other two were, um, Mercedes and Peter walking in from their 24 hour dates with their shirts off. (laughs) I thought that that was just like really funny and cliche and like, I don't know. I just thought it was funny. And then, um, the other one was, um, Benedict talking about dressing up as, as a dog and walking through the streets for like two hours. Um, I just thought that that was funny because just the, their interaction and like the way that they talk and like, I, obviously that's not something that he would do, but it was just like something funny that he said. And I, I just like that we got to see like a little bit of that personality from him. Cause it was, uh, it was a joke. It wasn't, it wasn't serious, but I just, I don't know. I thought it was, it was a joke. Yeah. Oh, because that was on that's on my worst moments. Cause I'm like, oh God, I totally thought differently of him after he said that. No, I he was joking. Yeah. I don't remember because I watched this so long ago. Sorry. That makes me feel better because when he I was like, oh, okay. Um, okay, so then my least two favorite moments were um Mia um accepting Danny's answer so easily when they were talking about the mansplain and like some of the things that the guys had said about him um I think that like he pretty much was just like that's not true and she's pretty much just like okay and I just don't think that he took accountability for some of the things that um were said and I think that she just let him off way too easily Mm, that's a good point and then one of my least favorite moments was seeing Casey like so upset afterwards. Um, now after listening to the podcast and stuff and like hearing that he's back with his girlfriend and stuff like that, 
Um, I don't necessarily feel the same way, but just based off of the solely the episode, I felt really bad for Casey in that moment because I think he was expecting to get picked and I don't think that he was expecting to um, kind of get the short end of the stick, I guess. Yeah. Mine were Mia picking Peter. And then I felt bad for Benedict to not get picked too. So those were my two. And mine were obviously Mia picking Peter. And then, like I already said, was Benedict talking about how he dresses up like a dog. <laughs> but apparently I, I vaguely remember him saying that, but it's not clicking. I watched, I watched this so long ago now. Oh, he, like described it in detail too. It was just weird to me. Okay. I don't know if y'all caught this. I, I put this as one of my, I thought this was a funny moment, but after the last overnights or the ones they showed in the finale, when it cuts a different scene, did y'all notice the condom wrapper with that said F boy Island floating in the pool? Yeah. No. I thought that was funny. I thought, yeah, I thought like that a was little funny. addition. <laughs> that is funny. Okay. So my um, MVP was, um, this can be weird, but it was Mercedes. Me too. It was? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Cause y'all know, like, from the start, I kind of liked him. And I was like, remember I didn't like Benedict at first. And I was like, I want him to be a good guy. Y'all probably don't remember, but I really wanted him to be a nice guy. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I, I, I liked him. Then I was like, uh, you know, but I'm just really happy. Yeah. He split the money. And I think he really did care about her. And then my LVP was Mia. For um, picking Peter. I can see that. I can see that. Um, for my MVP, I chose Mercedes too. Um, I chose him because he split the money at the end and it was something that wasn't expected. And I think that, um, I mean, clearly given the fact that him and Luis are still on, um, at least a casual dating relationship, they, you know, they, they, he actually liked her. They're actually trying to see if they can make things work in some capacity. And so um, I think Mercedes really came out on top here. So he was my MVP. And then my LVP was Casey, um, not only because he got eliminated. Well, I mean, really because he got eliminated, but not just because of this episode, um, but also because he was the front runner to win with the girl that he was competing for um, last season as well. And she ended up choosing the nice guy because she was afraid he was going to take the money. That's like why she chose Jared last season. So um, for him to kind of get the short end of the stick when he the winner <laughs> liked him the best both seasons, um, he was that was the reason why Casey was my LVP. Oh, I didn't realize he didn't win last season. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. Um, my- so like, you know how I said that they had to go in um, before the elimination ceremony and like, say it decide and sign a contract on what they're going to decide he yeah. was going to split the money with her like a hundred percent but yeah. she didn't think he was going to um so she ended up choosing Jared because she didn't want the money stolen from her oh, okay got it um my mvp was tamaris because she got the money good for her <laughs> excuse me i'm sorry i just sneezed in the middle of talking um okay thank you so 
I was going to say Tamaris for my MVP, but I changed it to Mercedes. And here's the reason why. And here's why I'm struggling with this. Okay, I'll go go next because I have something about this too. I wonder if it's the same. I love what Tamaris did for like girl power. Like, yes, like love her. Um, And I think for her, it really works. But if I were to think about the situation differently, and if a male lead did the same thing, I don't feel like I would feel the same way. And because of that, I couldn't give her my MVP. Okay, so mine, because I was thinking the same thing. I thought it was awesome. It actually means, because I think I finished this before both of y'all, because I know I was like on Michelle, like, watch it, watch it so I can talk to you about it. Um at one point, but me and Swaz were talking about it. He put a different spin on it for me. And he said something similar to what you said, Christina, about he's like, if that was a male, like everyone would be pissed. And then he also pointed out, he's like, I think I could have handled it better. Like if it was an F boys, like she was doing it too, but she did it to two like nice guys. self-proclaimed nice guys. So okay. that was kind of his problem with it. And I thought about it and I was like, I can see that. I can see I can see both, both takes. Yeah, I can see that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my LVP, I put Casey and Nico because they, I don't think they really even had a chance. So. Yeah. That's true. Poor Nico. <laughs> I know. Well, that was F Boy Island. What did you, what did you two think overall? I love the show. I love it. I love it. I'm so glad you introduced me to it. I already have gone back and I watched the first season, which I already don't really remember much of much of it. So I can't wait for the third season to come out, whether it's F boy or F girl, whatever. Well, it was a summer show last year too. So I'm guessing if we do get another one, it'll probably be like one a year and we'll probably get it next summer. Yeah. Thanks to Swaz for recommending it, by the way. Yeah, for sure. Such a good show. It's a summer show. Yeah. Is that oh, oh, so we won't get it for a while. Yeah, I know. Oh, dang. It ended. We just talked about the finale. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's a summer show, unfortunately. But yeah, hopefully, hopefully we get another one um, next year. So anything about these two um, show finales that you two want to end before uh, add before we end here. No, but I want to give me and Michelle props for watching the bachelor this season. (laughs) (laughs) since She's never watched it, but it's been a, it's been a hot minute since I've watched it. And. Oh, I tell you, I watched some bad, like, I was just thinking, I'm like, what's the worst show I watched? Probably sister wives. I watched sister wives on TLC. And that was better than The Bachelorette for me. I like some horrible things. I just could not get into this. I'm sorry, Michelle, but I'm glad that you at least like Bachelor in Paradise. And you can I do the lead up now. Yeah, I do. And I'm glad I know some of the characters. So do you think that after Bachelor in Paradise is over that you'll watch Zach's season of The Bachelor? Oh, only if you guys make me. <laughs> I was going to say I am 100% not watching Zach's season of The Bachelor. Yeah, I, don't I may watch it just a little bit like I used to do and 
fast forward through some stuff so I can know the contestants for Bachelor in Paradise because that's what I used to do. But I just don't know if I can watch the full episodes. Some of it is hard. I mean, Zach, Zach gives me the vibes that he wants to be a nice guy and he's going to like lead too many people on. He's going to piss off the audience. If it was someone else. Yeah, I can see that. If it was someone else like Nate. Okay, baby. Um, I, I would probably give it another, another try and watch it, but I just don't know if I can with, with Zach. I really wish that Michelle, her first season was a season that was like more traditional and like an actual, you know, like good season because this <laughs> whole season was a shit show. Yeah, I could tell. It was not, it was not the best season to start on, but at least you're getting into paradise and you can see, um, the joys of that. Yes. I like it so far. So far, so good. Okay. Well, um, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we, this is our last recap episode. We're done with, um, the challenge. Now we're done with all-star shore. We are done with the bachelorette. We're done with FBoy Island. So this is our last recap show and we are going to be, um, kind of switching things up, um, starting next week. So make sure you guys tune in. It'll be, um, different. It'll be fun. We are going to be talking about, um, different reality TV things. We'll let you know what we're watching. We'll let you know what we're into. We'll let you know, um, what's going on in the world of reality TV, um, in a different way than what we're doing right now. We're not going to be recapping things. We're going to be more talking about um, headlines, important moments and stuff like that. So can't wait. I'm excited for a change for sure. Yeah. can't wait. Me too. All right. Well, thank you everybody so much for tuning in. And with that, F boy, F boy.